Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and welcome to episode 24 of The Savvy Psychologist. I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy, healthy, and most importantly, yourself. The idea for today's podcast comes from listener Sylvie Daly of Marshfield, Vermont, who asked how to stop biting her nails. I've expanded Sylvie's question to cover nail biting, but also its close cousins, hair pulling, skin picking, knuckle cracking, lip chewing, and other body-focused repetitive habits. These habits usually happen without a conscious decision. Instead, we discover ourselves with the aftermath, nubby nails, a lip callus, or an accumulation of inadvertently pulled out hair. Now, body focus habits can begin at any age, but they usually begin in childhood and peak in the preteen years, around ages 11 to 13. But whether you're young or young at heart, if your nervous habits are bothering you, listen on for 10 tips to stop body focus behaviors like going dental on your digits. Tip number one don't worry, it's not an indication of some deep, dark, unresolved issue. Instead, there's evidence that hair pulling, nail biting, and other body-focused behaviors have a neurological origin and are genetically based. Hair pulling, for instance, seems to run in families. And pulling and picking even go beyond our species. Animals like cats, dogs, mice, and even monkeys sometimes overgroom. Now, not only is it not a deep, dark issue, but also, despite popular belief, nervous habits may be a misnomer. It's questionable if the habits are related to anxiety at all. Indeed, a 2013 study found that anxiety disorders, including OCD, were more common in non-nail biters than in nail biters. But regardless of the origins, some mindful attention and compassionate practice can help stop your habit. Tip number two. Habit change starts with noticing the habit. Habits are automatic. We don't think about them. For example, you probably automatically cough into your arm, at least I hope you do, or cover your mouth when you yawn. If you wanted to change one of these automatic habits, your first step would simply be to start noticing them. Same goes for nail biting, hair pulling, etc. How to do this? Listen on. Tip number three, change your mindset from I will stop now to I will start practicing now. If, each time you catch yourself with your thumbnail between your incisors, you berate yourself with, there I go again, or I'm so stupid, you'll feel frustrated and probably give up. But if you acknowledge that you're changing a habit, something really hard to do, you'll breathe a little easier. 
So frame it as practice. For instance, tell yourself that you have to catch yourself a hundred times before your habit starts to change. That way, each time you find yourself with a strand of hair in hand, rather than chastising yourself, you'll simply say, okay, that was number 41, one closer to my goal of catching myself a hundred times. That way, counting up those catches will feel like honing a mindful skill rather than tallying your failures. Tip number four, be particularly aware of sedentary, unfocused times. Watching TV, lying in bed, sitting in class, waiting at a stoplight, or zoning out at your desk at work, these are perilous times for your pinkies. Likewise for high danger moods like boredom or anxiety. So work on noticing your personal danger zones. Tip number five, involve a compassionate spotter. If you live with someone, you may wish to enlist him or her as an extra layer of observation, but they don't need to nag. A neutral reminder of nails, sweetie, or hair pulling, honey, is sufficient. Tip number six, catch yourself searching. Sometimes, Body-focused habits get triggered by a sensation or another stimulus. You may, without thinking, run your hand through your hair looking for one that's different. Or you may unconsciously run your fingertips over your nails feeling for unevenness. If searching is part of your process, aim to notice when the searching begins and redirect your actions from there. Tip number seven, you don't have to scratch that itch. You may get the urge to bite, pick, or pull, but knowing you don't have to do it can be freeing. Rather than thinking, I have to pull out this hair, you can put some distance between you and the urge by saying, I'm having the urge to pull out this hair, or I'm having a thought that I should pick at this imperfection in my skin. Just because a thought occurs to you doesn't mean you have to listen to it. Tip number eight, when you catch yourself, have an alternative action ready. This is the big one. Once you've figured out your high-likelihood times, places, or moods, keep an alternative diversion handy. This is what psychologists call a competing behavior. For example, you can keep a small, smooth stone on your desk to handle during those idle times, carry an emery board and file your nails instead of biting them, keep a stress ball in your car for those stoplights, or, like an acquaintance of mine did, start wearing lots of silver rings to fiddle with instead of picking at her skin while in class. Tip number nine, you can also substitute a less costly body behavior. Now, behavior exists because it's reinforced. People get something out of it. Many folks get some variant of pleasure, satisfaction, relief, accomplishment, or release, with the sensation of crunching a fingernail, pulling out an eyelash, picking at a skin imperfection, or cracking a knuckle. So experiment with substituting a similarly satisfying body sensation that doesn't cost so much. For example, gently comb your scalp with a wide-toothed comb when you get the urge to search and pull your hair. Chew gum or fiddle with a toothpick or flosser instead of biting your nails. Or make fists and do a full-body stretch instead of picking to get that sense of physical release and relief. Tip number 10. If it gets in the way of life, you're not alone. Something I talk about a lot on the podcast is that most behaviors exist on a spectrum, and body-focused habits are no exception. Everyone bites, pulls, or picks occasionally. But hair pulling, when it takes up a lot of time or causes noticeable embarrassing hair loss, has a name. It's called trichotillomania, and it affects 2-4% to 4 of people. 
And skin picking that takes a lot of time or causes injury is called excoriation disorder and affects 5% of people, a full 1 in 20. Bottom line, you're not alone. The good news is there are some great resources out there. For trichotillomania, an excellent, insightful book is Help for Hair Pullers by Dr. Nancy Cuthin, one of the world experts on the topic. In addition, two scientifically-based online treatment sites are StopPulling.com and StopPicking.com. They aren't free, but the cost is way less than seeing an in-person therapist. And an information-packed, supportive website for adults and kids is Trick.org, T-R-I-C-H dot org. And see the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist for links. So to sum up, to stop the snap, crackle, and pop of your body-focused repetitive habits, start trying to catch yourself, figure out your high-hazard times, substitute a competing behavior, and get help if it's getting in the way of your life. And if all else fails for nail-biting, wait a few decades, and then just take out your dentures. If the Savvy Psychologist is useful to you, please show your appreciation by subscribing to the podcast, liking on Facebook, adding me to your Google Plus circles, or emailing a link to someone important in your life. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. A transcript of the podcast and references for the studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. Of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy by a licensed professional. Any names have been changed and details altered to protect privacy. Thanks for listening and see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.